Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is time for your SmackDown study. This is your SmackDown study for February 11th, 2022. We are eight days away. Well, actually, by the time you listen to this, it'll be at least seven days away from Elimination Chamber. And we have ourselves quite the card that is coming to fruition a little bit of a groundbreaking thing happening now we have after tonight's smackdown 12 we'll count that 12 female superstars that now will be performing at elimination chamber which is kind of crazy knowing the setting and the placement of elimination chamber it's it's a very positive thing Hopefully, everything works out the way it's supposed to, but this is quite groundbreaking, and I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, so hopefully, it's just the beginning, and uh, we will go from there. So, kicking off our show tonight, we had a bit of bad news to kick off the show, as there was no Pat McAfee on commentary tonight, as he is working the Super Bowl, so in his stead was Raw's Corey Graves, which I guess makes sense since him and Michael Cole do have a rapport uh, doing commentary before. But the energy of Pat McAfee was sorely missed on the commentary table. Again, not to take away from the guys there, but I don't know what it is, man. Pat McAfee just has this, this energy that just makes the show so much more ridiculously good. So we start off with WWE official Sonya Deville in the ring stating that since what happened last week in Yuki, and we could see Sonya clearly in a in an arm sling, and she says because of the injury that she sustained, she wants Ronda fired and indefinitely suspended because of it. However, Mr. Adam Pierce himself comes out and says that he was wondering, apparently Sonya is not checking her emails because there's an email from Mr. McMahon himself, which Adam continues to go on to read out loud to both the WWE Universe and to Sonya herself, stating that since everything that Sonya has been doing as of late, abusing her powers and just generally interfering in Naomi's types of matches for no apparent no, no good reason. Her quest is denied, and if she interferes in a Naomi's title match versus Charlotte's Knight, that her job as a WWE official would be severely in danger, a.k.a. pretty much she's going to be fired as an official. So clearly... This does not sit well with Miss DeVille. But naturally, this prompts Naomi to come out from the back, storms the ring, gets in Sonia's face, get, grabs a mic and says, hey, well, I know that you can't touch me, but Mr. McMahon didn't say anything about touching you. And then she went ahead and pretty much slapped the soul of Sonia DeVille right out of her body. It was quite outstanding. So after this first segment, we jumped right into tag team action 
as it was a rematch from last week. It was your New Day taking on Los Lotharios, and they brought back a kiss cam, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, why? These things never end well, and of course, you have our our favorite thing, a, a plant sitting in the front row. Of course, it has to be a beautiful girl because Los Lotharios will not kiss anything else. Um, but yes, they did the double kiss on, on, you know, one on each cheek. And it reminded me of the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. It was kind of hilarious. Um, <clears throat> but I don't, under, I, I get it because that's their, their whole shtick. But I just, I've never understood the whole point of kiss cams in general, but whatever. That's just me. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but. Um, the match itself was real good. The ending, a little sloppy, but, you know, these things happen. Los Lotharios, though, they do get the victory, but too much nonsense in this whole thing. So <laughs> we move on after that. Uh, we had a, an interview in the back with the Viking Raiders, which unfortunately did not last too long as the Usos attacked their future challengers. So you have to think about this. Is it a bold tactic by the champs, or are the are the ones a little scared of the Viking Raiders? So they want a preemptive strike beforehand. So we'll we'll uh, we'll find out. After that, we had our grudge match of all grudge matches, as it was round four between Aaliyah and Natalia in a dungeon style match where you can only win by pinfall or submission. No rope breaks, no countouts, no disqualifications, etc., etc., etc. Well, unfortunately for Aaliyah, Natalie was uh, Natalie. Uh, Natty was able to get the uh, sharpshooter locked in. Aaliyah was able to get to the ropes, but unfortunately, since there was no rope break, Aaliyah eventually had to tap out, destroying her undefeated record giving Natalia her first victory against Aaliyah. And obviously Natty was not done with this. She continued to attack Aaliyah after the match, try to put the sharpshooter back in, causing Xia Lee, the protector herself, to come out from the back to chase away Natalia. So now it seems like we've shifted focus completely from one feud to another, which I'm okay with. Um, I hope that this is not the end for Aaliyah. I really hope that they continue to start trying to put her into more matches. Um, but I'm excited for Zia Lee and Natalia. I really think that this this could be a real big breakout for Zia Lee. And obviously Natty's so established. Guinness Book of World Record holder multiple times over. Uh, it's not going to hurt her to lose a feud to an up-and-coming superstar. So I'm excited to see where that goes. After that, we had another edition of... Uh, in Zane with Sami Zayn doing his mock podcast in the middle of the ring. Uh, and his guests tonight were Shitsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. But again, with no McAfee, the entrance just it just seemed a little flat and it was sad. Like there was no like Corey was like not having it. He wasn't selling it at all. It was just like like even Cole was trying to sell a little bit and just pat we need you and i did notice that after the after the during the show pat mcfee was actually trending on twitter because of it so 
we know the fans know, and I hope that WWE management noticed this as well. Pat McAfee is a staple now of SmackDown, and the man needs to always be here. If you eventually move him to Raw, which I think might be a pretty good move as well, I understand him, though, staying on SmackDown because SmackDown is more of the sports-esque style show, so it makes sense for Pat to be there. So that's all, that's all good and fine. Um, but obviously, this interview isn't actually an interview. It's actually a genius setup by Sami Zayn. He electrified the other mic, and when Boogs grabbed it to talk, he got electrocuted. And then while Nakamura is looking after him in the corner, Sammy slides in with one hell of a halluva kick, and Sammy looking fantastic. Now, next week, we have our Intercontinental Champion uh, championship match as Nakamura will defend that title versus Sami Zayn. And I am looking forward to seeing if Sami is going to win this championship going into Elimination Chamber. Obviously, for obvious reasons, I don't expect him to be at Elimination Chamber. But if he gets the title win moving in to the pay-per-view... That's good. Sammy deserves another championship run of some sort. Um, why not the IC title? Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a 1,000 miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives a much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. After that, we moved on to singles action as the undefeated Happy Corbin. And I love to say that out loud. Undefeated Happy Corbin taking on Cesaro. Madcap Moss not at ringside because he's trying to get himself removed from the match that he has at Elimination Chamber versus Drew McIntyre. He has one hell of a shiner, though. Don't know if that's actually legitimately real or if they did a great job with makeup, but he goes to the doctor trying to complain that, you know, his vision is terrible and that he can't see out of that eye. So he medically not fit to, to wrestle. And well, that kind of blows up in his face as Drew shows up with his sword um, and promptly tells Madcap that this match is no longer just traditional one-on-one. It's now a falls count anywhere match where anything can happen. And then he raised his sword again one towards Madcap and said, anything can happen. So we're really going to promote potential attempted murder with a sword. I dig it. <laughs> um, obviously, nothing's really truly going to happen either. 
I hope. Um, but this match should be a slaughter. Um, no pun intended. So sorry, Madcap. And it, it just ain't gonna happen for you. But going from that to the other side of the happy, the happy folks, um, it's great to see Corbin getting legitimate victories. Um, that continued tonight, taking on and defeating Cesaro. I do hate the fact that it's Cesaro that's on the other end of this, but I do like the fact that Baron Corbin is continuing to win using the end of days, still the most protected finisher in WWE. Nobody has able, nobody has kicked out of this move since he has arrived at NXT, and I love that. I sincerely hope that nobody ever kicks out of this move. Um, it's just, just the way it's delivered is just outstanding in its own right. Um, I remember the first time I saw him do it in NXT, I was flabbergasted. Like I watched wrestling for decades, and I'm like, I've. It was just the way the fluidity of the move and how it's delivered is just outstanding. It's a simple move using physics and it just but still just the way he delivered it i was just like holy shit i've never seen something like that before and it just every time he does it now it's just like all right i'm glad that nobody nobody has been able to kick out of it and you know i honestly honestly hope that that happens that that never happens going forward after that we had some interviews from both roman reigns and goldberg separately this time um talking about their match going into elimination chamber now when michael cole interviewed roman roman just dismissed everything that goldberg had done in the past saying that it doesn't matter i'm here now and i'm gonna out goldberg goldberg and i'm like oh okay that's some mighty words um and then when cole interviewed goldberg a little later on goldberg's like yeah maybe before I was listening too much to everybody telling me, well, maybe this is one comeback too many, but I finally learned that it doesn't matter. I don't need to listen to anybody, you know, not to you talking to Michael Cole, not to the fans, not to Roman. It doesn't matter. I'm going to come in and I'm going to be bringing back that old Goldberg and I'm coming for Roman and I'm coming for that universe championship. So after listening to that, I was like, Goldberg's got a chance. <laughs> um, I know that they've done some screwy things in Saudi Arabia with Goldberg in the past. We won't talk about the fiend because it still hurts to this day. Um, obviously notorious for his unfortunate mishap with the Taker match. Um, he's had some other good matches there, but I think this will be a good quick match, but I still think Roman will retain but we'll see what happens after next week. And then after that, we went right to our main event. Now, they gave these ladies 25 minutes, and I was so happy. This match was absolutely insane. Crowd was on fire from the very beginning until the end, and it just makes me feel that this is a reminder that Naomi is still one of the best in that women's division, and they still don't find a way to use her correctly. 
Naomi taking on Charlotte Flair for that SmackDown Women's Championship. Like I said, 25 minutes. So many fantastic near falls. I have to give major props to Charlotte for selling so well. <laughs> um, there was so many moments, especially towards the end, where it would literally be 2.99999 seconds before Charlotte's shoulder would pop off the mat. And multiple times completely caught me off guard thought the match was going to be over for Naomi. I honestly thought they were going to pull the pull the trigger and and make the switch. But alas, was not to be. Naomi making one too many mis- well, I shouldn't say too many. She made one mistake at the end trying to go to the well one too many times with that springboard uh split-legged moonsault. Um Charlotte able to catch the knees and then do a chop block to the back, hit natural selection, and unfortunately, that was the end for Naomi. Good match. Like I said, fan- I shouldn't say good. Great match. Like career, you know, top five career moments for Naomi. This 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 crowd made this match even better. After the match, Charlotte starts to attack Naomi. Uh, only after Naomi starts to attack Sonya Deville, because Sonya naturally has to be there after the match, gets in the ring, starts just starts yelling at Naomi, and obviously Naomi's not going to have it. Starts fighting her. Charlotte comes in, starts attacking, and then it's a two on one. They're beating down on Naomi, and then whose music hits? But Miss Ronda Rousey's Ronda booking it to this ring, and for a second the camera cut away quickly. I swear. I thought Rhonda tripped, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. But she was fine. She ran right into the ring, starts attacking uh, Charlotte, starts attacking Sonya, getting ready to to break Sonya's other arm, but Charlotte able to pull her out at the last moment before Rhonda can really strap anything in. So after this match was done, they made it official. It is now a tag team match at Elimination Chamber as it will be Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair taking on Naomi and Ronda Rousey. And that's where we get our 12 women that will be competing in Elimination Chamber. Obviously, we have the six women that will be competing in the Elimination Chamber match itself. We still don't know who that last woman is. I'm assuming we'll find out, hopefully, this upcoming Raw, uh, because the winner of that match will take on whoever is the Raw Women's Champion, and then, as you remember, it will be Alita taking on Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. This should be some good stuff. I'm very excited for it. But, yeah, that's the show, guys. This was a real good show. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the crowd obviously made it a thousand times better. Um, nothing beats a live crowd that is rambunctious and respectful and cheers for who they want to cheer for, boos who they want to boo for. And, yeah, it was just good. I really enjoyed it. It made me look forward to what's going to happen next week on Raw and SmackDown for the go-home shows going into Elimination Chamber. But that's then. This is now. And that's the end of the show for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube, as well as Above the Ring. Our newest uh, Above the Ring episode 119 podcast housing is out on YouTube. Go take a look if you want to see these beautiful faces of ours. (laughs) Um, If not, I completely understand. 
but please listen to the podcast. We want to know what you guys think. Now, if you want to, you can follow me pretty much everywhere at Scotty J Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there, including Good Pods. We're still trying to get to that number one spot in the wrestling side of things. Please, if you are using this uh, beautiful app, please like, subscribe, rate us, tell us how good we are, how terrible we are. Just just give us some good feedback we want to know so we can improve and be the best wrestling podcast that's out there. Guys, thank you again for listening to us every single week, multiple times a week. We appreciate you. Most importantly, though, please do not forget to ship it and join the bedroom. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.